shit, what time is it? Fuck. All right, well, so this is a little bit late of an episode, but it doesn't really matter. Sometimes it'd be like that, y'all. First and foremost, I just got to say rest in peace to Paul Mooney. That man, that man never lied once. And I just want y'all, I know there's somebody listening who hasn't heard Paul Mooney. So do me a favor, listen to a little bit of Paul Mooney right after you listen to this next episode. So this next episode, I'm really proud to bring to you guys because we got to meet the youngest black woman to open a dispensary in the United States. Um, We had a really great convo with her and she's just the dopest person. Uh, We wanted to help promote and give a spotlight to another pack leader and Hope just wanted to share some great information with us. So yeah, shout outs to you. Shout outs to my mom, hi mom. And shout outs to Dr. Jackson the illest therapist in the world and shout outs to will smith for inspiring the next couple of inspiring episodes we're going to do on home workouts and health and fitness all right oh here's kamal by the way yeah so happy to have hope on this show i know you guys are going to enjoy this one because she brought her real experiences and her real insight into this conversation um i know you guys are going to enjoy it give it a listen let's go we out Good evening and greetings, Yardman. You're listening to Glass Top and the D. Thank you and subscribe now for bonus material. Respect, bro. Big up. Listening to Last Stop on the D. Um, Brandon is killing it and bringing on a lot of really dope people. So keep coming on, learn um, from our experiences. But yeah, you can follow me at I Am Hope So Dope. You can follow my company at Marion Maine. Um, also, I produce a virtual conference every year on 420. And you can purchase the replays from past year's events. So if you head over to 420experience.co, or if you're not going to remember this, just follow me on Instagram and the link is uh, in my bio. You can purchase the replays. Uh, and if you use the code replay60, you get 60% off of the 2021 uh, replays. And we had a lot of really dope people uh, like John Sally and his daughter uh, were interviewed. Um, Karen Civil was on it. Jadena was on it. Uh, yeah, Sean King. Um, so I had a lot of really dope people this year pop through. So definitely you want to check out the replays. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Last Stop on the D. This is the podcast for urban entrepreneurs to get their shots off and talk some shit y'all can learn from. Hello and welcome back. Um, Last Stop on the D is presented to you by The Hood, also presented by Zoom currently. YouTube, we're on Spotify. Um, First and foremost, thank you for listening to all the listeners and subscribers. I'm your main host, Brandon Kim, AKA DJ BK Kim The Closer. I'm here, of course, with my co-host, the young King Kamal. AKA The Last Dragon, how y'all doing? Word, and Hope, uh, special guest, super special guest, Hope. Hope, go ahead, tell them what your name is. Yeah, thanks Brandon for having me. Um, so my name is Hope Wiseman. I am the founder and CEO of Marion Maine, which is a medical cannabis dispensary in Maryland. 
lit, lit. So Last Stop on the D is a show about urban entrepreneurs breaking down the ups and downs of their journey. And today's special guest, Hope Wiseman, uh, I found first and foremost, I'm, I've asked her to be here because she, the youngest African-American sister to own a dispensary among many, many other things like Hope is dope, which is why her Instagram is so dope. Um, but Hope, I mean, my first thing I got to tell you, when you mentioned Victor Frankel in that TEDx, I thought that was really dope. I thought that was real cool. Thank you. Yeah, Hope has had quite a journey. And I asked Hope to be here and answer some questions about her journey and kind of go in on the ups and downs. Probably one of the illest guests we've had so far, I think. Well, thank um, you. Hope's fucking dope mainly because you were, Hope was a, a cheerleader, a banker, and um, I got another question I have to ask, we might cut this out, who shot your dad? Who shot your dad? Yeah, um, so that was uh, one of my neighbors, actually, oh. one of my neighbor's children, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, he had mental issues and it was like a big thing yeah it was crazy i right. grew up in a really nice neighborhood uh, but yeah just unfortunate circumstances but he is alive and well today word hopes um hopes ted, ted talk briefly touches on that so i urge you guys to go and listen to that and um mm -hmm. i'll have you guys know hope's father is alive and well which i should tell you and um yeah that turned into purpose tragedy can turn into purpose yes, um, i've witnessed it myself um in this pandemic it felt tragic um and it yeah. also i feel like has come into a place of purpose so out of all of these things that you've done hope it's amazing that you even like I'm, I'm 34. I just turned 34 uh, two weeks ago, and I have not done all of these amazing jobs that you've done. Um, oh, thank you. I'm, when you were talking about being an investment banker and then being a cheerleader, and then Brian was telling me about some of the Patrick State shoutouts to uh, Miss Black America. Um, yeah. You can you tell some of the listeners um, what what was one or two things that you took from all of those jobs and kind of inserted them into your like your new life now as a dispensary owner I'm sure there's many yeah coming but yeah so, so yeah um like you said ryan our mutual connection we grew up doing pageants together um pageantry i believe has played a, a huge role in my life um in my adult in my adult life and that's because it taught me really how to um you know, put myself out there and be okay with being judged um, and learn who I am. Um, I, I believe that it taught me how to uh, perform in front of people and, you know, be that type of person without losing myself. So I, I believe that Ryan could say the same, taught us, you know, very like hard skills as well, like public speaking and keeping up with current events and the importance of community service from a young age, hmm. uh, which allowed me to be able to multitask pretty well as an adult. So I'd say that about pageants, um, you know, going more into like straight career, uh, uh, experience, you know, my experience in investment banking taught me so many hard skills about finance and how to uh, 
to actually um, evaluate businesses and companies, including my own, mm -hmm. um, taught me how to build financial models and um, things that I use on a daily basis to run my business. Um, and from a soft skill perspective, it taught me hard work and how to pull all-nighters and um, you know how to interact with people with a lot more experience than me um, and how to interact with um, older white men and, and not be intimidated or just so many different things. So, um, you know, that has really translated so much into uh, my, my career now. Um, as far as like cheerleading and things like that, a lot of those things were just like extensions of my childhood and, and ways for me to continue to nurture who I really am, even as an adult. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't believe in being put in a box. Like, I don't believe that I can't be a pro cheerleader and an investment banker. I am, I have been both at the same time and apart. Um, and I am now an entrepreneur and I write the story of my own life. Um, I have no, there's, there's no box that anyone can put me in at this point. And I really love that. I love that I've created that space for myself. And I don't believe entrepreneurship is for everyone. Some people like the structure a little bit more and some people need it. Um, I also believe that there are, there, there is a stair, uh, there are stairs that you take to, to this process. And some people on your way, entrepreneurship early on in life may not be it. You may need these hard skills and to build these, um, these, these habits over time and build experience and resources over time before you take that leap if you ever do you know i'm not saying i don't i don't think it's for everyone um i think it works well for me um i believe that i am built to build businesses um doesn't have to just be in cannabis but this is my thing it's what i'm good at um and i am a leader and i'm comfortable there uh i i don't know if everyone i think everybody wants the title because it seems glamorous but i'll i'll go ahead and dispel that it's not glamorous um, at all. It's very difficult and it's heavy. It's heavy um, to know that you're responsible for people eating. Um, it's heavy. So I, it's definitely not something I glamorize or make seem like everyone should be doing it. I know we have this like hustle, entrepreneurship culture and all this stuff right now, yeah. but I, I, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, and it's not gonna work out for everybody. Not for the tryhards. You guys settle down. You guys. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Word. Not for the uh, faint uh, of heart. Yeah. I think I'm always going to want to. Oh yeah. Um. Hmm. So. That being said, since since being an entrepreneur definitely isn't for everybody even though america is always like oh be individualistic forge your own path what besides like um like what you said about like okay build up your soft skills build up the resources are there any is there is there like one specific nugget of advice you give somebody like starting their journey you know in entrepreneurship not, yeah in entrepreneurship and in cannabis entrepreneurship because my last two interviews for sure would love to hear a piece of advice from you the hemp yeah. farmers and the dispensary workers definitely so i'd say first in entrepreneurship in general um i'd say really understand the industry that you're looking to get into i think too many people jump out there and they don't really know um their competitors they don't really know 
um, the space that well. They just think, oh, I can do this because I like this. Um, just because you like something doesn't always translate to purpose um, within your, your career. Um, so I'd say to really understand those two things and understand what you genuinely like and why you like it. Is it just a hobby or is it something that you can monetize and make money from? Um, the best of both worlds, of course, is to take your hobby and make it something you can monetize, but that sometimes that makes your hobby not fun anymore. Um, so I'd say to, to really get clear on that just in general with entrepreneurship. And then specifically in cannabis, I would say that the most important thing right now is kind of what I said earlier about the fact that regulations are being developed um, and rules and, and processes and, and the different things that are even uh, legal to do in this industry are being developed so be a part of that conversation and help to craft uh, regulations that are around your dreams because right now like a lot of people have aspirations to do things that literally aren't legal um you know so i would say to to be a part of that legislative process um because now's the time and once these laws are made it's over yeah. that's going to be the governing law so we have to, to we have to make sure it is what we want it to be and also that it is as inclusive as possible yeah, yeah, yeah. talk to your local legislators people yes please um what, like so you already explained like all these good things that you were able to take from your other chapters in your life in the um it, it, Take, you took things from those chapters of being an entrepreneur and being in the patent okay. system and being a banker and being a cheerleader and took all those strengths and inserted it into um, your chapter of being a dispensary owner. Um, uh, real quick, do you just do you just grow and sell or do you just sell? You just have a dispensary? We're just retail in this moment. Okay, gotcha. Um, my, my question to you was, was going to be like, yeah, out of up to date. So since you started this business and it's become very successful, I've seen um, a lot of your posts. I haven't seen all of them. I haven't like looked at everything. I like to kind of, you know, hear from, you know, the source. I have the CEO here. Um, what? Yeah. Since you started, what's been the toughest thing? What's what's the hardest thing? What's what's the low point? And then what's like the high point? Like, do yeah. you get is your blue dream popping is are the customers always looking for a deal is like do you have real sour d's because a lot of cats don't be having sour d's out here at least in brooklyn <laughs> it's kind of annoying to be honest with you. <laughs> well um i say my the the highlight of it all has been you know opening the store in my hometown um, and, and just seeing people be so excited to have access, legal access to cannabis. They don't gotta go to mow on the corner anymore. Uh, they don't have to be confused when they tell them that it's sour diesel and it's not, you know, they, they get uh, to, to check it out and have options. Um, so that's been really exciting. And also seeing a lot of people, you know, I'm a medical, well, I'm in a medical state right now. We'll probably go adult use in the next two years. Um, but it's medical right now. So we genuinely have a lot of people that are using cannabis for medical reasons. So I've seen people have much better quality of life um, coming through our store and that's really exciting as well. Um, and, you know, like uh, I said, I'm not a cultivator myself, but we work with some really awesome cultivators in the state of Maryland that cultivate really cool strains, some that we know, yeah, we, we get sour diesel in all the time and it's great. 
Um, and they have a lot of really cool proprietary strains as well that they're producing in the state of Maryland. Uh, we're bringing some more well-known brands into the state and it's really just expanding. So I'm excited to see the process of where Maryland will be in the next you know, three to four years. We've surpassed a billion dollars in medical sales since we started. Um, so it's really exciting to see. What's what's the worst? What's the shit that's the worst? What's the worst? What what do you hate the most? I mean, regulations are the worst. I mean, it's you can't Rules. not run your business the way <laughs> rules are hard. And there's a lot of them. Um, not all of them <laughs> even seem to make sense. We have a lot of we have tracking software that we have to use and inventory is difficult in the cannabis industry because there's so many SKUs and you have to keep up with batch numbers because if something is recalled, anything that was made from that batch, it doesn't have to be necessarily the same product but like that batch you have to be able to pull that off the shelf so just a lot when it comes to inventory and just regu the regulatory environment in general in cannabis because it's like literally always changing you might have to implement a new process in your business overnight um, that you didn't even know was coming so it's definitely that's been difficult to navigate but um, nothing has been terrible I really enjoyed the journey so far Word. Are you putting on for me? <laughs> no. I know it ain't easy. I know it's not easy. I've had um so like that's really all the questions I got. Um, but like so the the first episode like had two dispensary workers kind of telling us about like how it can be difficult to work for different dispensary owners depending on what type of like owner. Um, and it's not lost on me that like you are a black women operating in a predominantly Caucasian male space. Yeah. I wonder, like, yeah, like, uh, what is... Can I mean, you, I definitely you know? get... Yeah, I definitely think... Um, I, I prove a lot of people wrong about me. I think people um, underestimate me currently uh, a lot. Um, think they can take advantage of, or they think that I don't really want to work. I mean, that's what I get a lot. You know, people are like, oh, you don't want to sell your license and just have a piece of it and just kind of go along for the ride. I'm like, why would I want to do that? Like, I'm, I'm 29 and I'm at the beginning of my career. Why would I, I want to do that? Um, you know, and I realized they're like, oh, I thought you just wanted to like back and be pretty. And, like, I'm like, whoa, what? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I thought so you I just wanted to sit back and be Yeah, just sit back, you know, like go do a talk and that's it. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I, I actually enjoy running businesses. I'll probably do it to look, it, that runs in my family. My grandmother is 86 um, and she still, she owns a lot of properties in South Carolina. She's always like, I need to go check on my rent and go do this and fix this, fix that. My grandma's 86. My mom owns her own dental practice and also works side by side with me to build up Mary and Maine. We have no, I have no end in sight. Um, even if, you know, we're not always uh, in the retail dispensary business, I'm always going to be running businesses. I'm, I was literally raised to be who I am. So I think that that's the biggest thing for me. It's just I'm constantly underestimated. But I mean, look, Black people and women and young people, and I am all three mm -hmm. of those things, um, we've been dealing with that forever. So this is not new. And I am ready. And I'm not surprised. So um, it is what it is. I look at it and every time, you know, I'm like, okay, Mr. Mr. You think I'm um, not on your level. It's okay. One, I will show you who I am. And um, I've, I've definitely gained a lot of respect. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't hope out there, y'all. You know, me or Ryan come after. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, how many tangential? So I got a lot of friends and potentially two listeners. Um, one I know for sure has quit smoking weed. Sadly, I'm sorry we lost real ones, but like one of them quit because their edibles were too strong. How many friends do you have hope that were like, "Yo, I can't do this anymore because my edible"? Like, how many friends do you know that quit smoking weed? I mean, yeah. Look, I mean, cannabis is a lot, and I think we're learning how to properly dose. You know, a lot of, especially if you started smoking early in, in your life or, you know, as if what you called recreationally smoking, a lot of us abuse cannabis, you know, we overdo it. Um, we're smoking until we get so high, you can't even move and you're eating 40 milligrams of, of THC. It's just too much for, for our bodies. And there is a diminishing effect. Five blunts a day. Of, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. You know, it really is a lot. And I'm not bashing anyone. I've been there. I've been there. I've been a very functional smoker for a long time. Um, but, you know, probably in the past like three or four years, as I've started to get a little older, I'm like, you know, I can't really do that all day. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not conducive for me. And it's starting to give me diminishing effects. And there's kind of a bell curve of, of how cannabis affects you. And there's there's a point where you reach a peak and that's where you need to stop. That's the point where your body kind of balances and is in homeostasis. And after that, there's diminishing effects. So I know people always say, well, you can't really get higher once you're high, right? <laughs> and it's like, no, but it affects your body worse. Yeah. So, you know, smoking five and six times a day is just not good for you. Yeah. It's just not, you know, and it's not because one, smoking your lungs is not good. And I, this is coming from someone who does does periodically still smoke but, and used to smoke very heavy and used to smoke out of tobacco products and all of that. Yeah. Um, the smoking your lungs is bad, period. Um, there, but at the same time, there are a lot of therapeutic effects, and inhalation is one of the fastest onsets, you know. So, like, you just want to feel relief within, you know, five to ten minutes. Smoking is the only way to do that. Um, now, there's nanotechnology where when you ingest cannabis, um, it can it can affect you faster than waiting thirty minutes to two hours. Like a lot of people have to when they use edibles, and sometimes it's like eh, they'll abuse it. I also think it's scary oh, that yes. a lot of these edibles taste good, you know, because it's like this tastes good. I want to eat more, um, and then you're just so high. Like <laughs> I personally hate the edible like stuck yeah. feeling. I yeah. hate it. Stuck, it's just too yeah. much. Can't I just hate off. feeling stuck. Oh, like yeah, you're just like I don't want to be this high. <laughs> um, so I just think that we as a people have to like learn more about like how cannabis really affects our bodies. Learn about the endocannabinoid system yeah. and how cannabis works for you because it's different for every single person. Me and you could take the same exact thing and have completely different experiences. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to really test how cannabis works for you, what dosage works for you, and why you're actually using it. Um, so you can get the effect that you're looking for. Word. Yeah, people need to. Yeah, I mean, 
their main complaint is that like edibles are too strong but i'm just like guys you can always eat more you can't eat less though just less start, right. you know, like, eat five milligrams at a time eat two and a half milligrams and try that that's why i really like the microdose products that are coming onto the market now um you know if you could take 2.5 milligrams in a small gummy and not worry about okay having let me eat this one little piece of the gummy you know if you can eat a full gummy or a full uh, chocolate bar or something like that that only had two and a half milligrams that's a little bit more effective because like you said Brandon we can eat more right but we can't yeah. eat less yeah exactly yeah right so um that that's pretty much it for like all my questions I got a like a quick fast five for five segment which has nothing to do with marijuana and then uh we'll okay. do our last our last words our last sign on I really appreciate that, by the way. Um, no problem. My boy smokes five months a day, and um, <laughs> shout out to my guy. I won't say his name. He gives people jobs for a living. He works in HR, and he's totally functional like that. I think his girlfriend yeah. is like, you should slow down, um, <laughs> which I was like, yo, at least switch to papers, my G. Like, come on. Right. All that front though can't be good. You know, so, yeah. So, no. yeah, I mean, I'm a papers guy, to be honest with you. Yeah, definitely got there. Took me a while. Yeah. Growing up in the DMV, like yeah, we were smoking backwards years ago. So you know, you're hearing backwards are about to get banned. So really? Yeah, flavored backwoods. Yep. How how come? Um, it, it's it's happening from a federal level. Um, they're banning a lot of tobacco products. So I I actually think that's great for the country. We don't need that. We don't need that stuff. It's killing us. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm happy to see it. Yes, it's killing us. Yeah. yeah, no, no more cigarettes. All of that needs to go. So, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yo, Hope, what were the last five artists, the last five artists you listened to on Spotify? Name them in five seconds or less. Five artists or five okay. songs. I'll make it easy for you. Um, I you was listening to. I was listening to, so I was using Apple Music. I was listening to Jay-Z and Beyonce, the Carter's album, um, Ari Lennox, um, New J. Cole dropped last night. My man Drake has been killing the game as always. And then DJ Khaled's new album. Word, that's fine, that's quick, that's fine. Yeah. Um, what am I, my last five things I was to uh, BIA or BIA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Murray. Um, if you haven't heard of Murray, it's dope. Give it a listen. Um, Jeez. I mean, all right. Uzi Vert, Lil Uzi Vert, and uh, my ratchet side's coming out. Um, <laughs> Lil Baby has been killing the game. Oh, I mean, Lil Baby's killing it. He's like the hottest rapper out. To be right honest. Now. To be honest. Yeah, baby. he's like, Lil Baby and Drake are like, Who's hotter? Who's hotter? Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I I gotta give it. I just I gotta give it to Corday. I really like YBN Corday, formerly yeah, known as like, YBN. Yeah. Corday. He's solid. Yeah. yeah Come super on, solid. five for five. Let's go. Uh, all right. Um, shout out to J Cole for that interlude. I listened to it probably like ten times already. Probably need to listen to it a little bit more. Um, shoot, Malvani. I'm sure if y'all heard of Malvani. No. Um, yeah, yeah. This, this song my boy's been playing on repeat, One Man Army by Malvani. Um, who else we got? Future. 
yeah i guess i guess that's my ratchet time i've been listening to future uh, um yeah man i guess i, I guess i joined jumping um damn who else have i been listening to <laughs> so kamal and i are also workout partners we work out like exclusively to like future and <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, look, Future is—he's—he's hype. Be central. Future like knows who he is and like owns it. You know, he totally owns it. That's one thing I'll say about him. I'm like, wow, never met someone that like understands his toxicity and like embraces it so well. Toxic masculinity—he's—he's <laughs> he's the worst, but he like totally knows it. And he's like, either love me or not. <laughs> love me, hate me. Uh, last two, uh, Jid, Jiddy Jid from Juneville, and Drake, even though I'm loath to admit that, but yes, Drake too. Everybody, everyone who says they don't like Drake, I'll be like, you go on their most listened, and it's like three Drake songs, you know? Yeah. Everybody oh. loves Drake. Oh, I can't, I can't believe I missed this one too. Katrinata, that's six, but Katrinata, of course. is that one. is that one. Alright. So, that concludes our interview. Um, let's see. DJ BK can closers. Last words for the day are drink more water. Yeah. Drink more water. Drink more water. Drink more water. Um, uh, thank you, CB, for your advice. Thank you, Double R, for the plug. Um, special shout outs to, um, JK. Um, and, um, Yo, a special shout out to Kamal. Thank you again for guest co-hosting again. I really appreciate you, Doc. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, of course. Yeah. Yeah. What's your last word for the listeners? If anything, give them any random something. Um, my last word is think outside of the box. and You can be whatever you want to be. Any version of it, you can be that. So do what makes you happy. See if I can make a like a Bodega Boys sign for that for you. Know, for, 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 for. Yeah. yeah. If I if I have any last words for the day, it would be listen to the positive voice in your head. Tell the negative voice to shut up. <laughs> That's all. That's all. Lit. Lit. Word, thank you so much for listening to Last Stop on the D. It's your boy Brandon. Stay tuned next Anything month. We got some episodes. Some, ep- some episodes. Um, yeah, hope um, we got we got episodes on activity and being more active next month. Stay tuned. If you really love this podcast, make sure you join our private community on Zippy Stream. This is how you can get our latest updates, special offers, and check out our bonus content. All completely free. Whatever platform you're using to listen, click the Zippy Stream link in the bio on my Instagram account. Then share it with a friend so they can join too. And hey, if you already have a podcast, why not start your own private community on Zippy Stream? Use our free promo code. Last space, stop, space, on, space, the, space, D. 
and we'll both receive seven days of free marketing promotion worth over $50. Once again, use the promo code LASTSTOP on the D. Thanks.